broke it down for me. Idle hands are the devil's playpen, so I'm thinking, you know, keep my hands occupied, right? Oh, man, that saying's not literal. It's more like, uh, you know, metaphorical. Right. Hey, you fucking scumbag! I'm out here! I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. There's no knowing where we're rolling or which way the river's flowing. Isn't this great? See, there was another Bill, a, an evil Bill, and I killed him. So let me in fucking house! Life, uh, finds a way. <laughs> Idle hands are the devil's playground. We told you we'd have a part two Halloween special. We're covering the film that gives horror movies the finger. That's the official tagline. But first, this is the pool scene podcast. We've still got the spooky lights on. The bowl of candy is out with the take one sign. Yep. Jim would take multiple, even though he, he knew his mom was going to make him throw it away. I'd throw them away anyway. So I'm taking them all. Fuck you guys. I'm Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. Hey now. Passing out candy with us is returning guest Justin Haynes. Hi, buddy. Hey, what's going on, guys? Justin is the founder, owner, and operator of Dead Ink Apparel. All you convention road warriors can catch Justin at a show near you. Justin, you do a plethora of events. You host a fun dinner and a movie event, what, quarterly or so? I know you're slowing it down for the rest of the year, but where would you like to direct listeners to find you or Dead Ink? Uh, I would say, obviously, deadinkapparel.com. Find me on the uh, Instagram and the uh, Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. I don't use it very much, but I have one. And uh, next month, I believe November 11th, I will be at Monster Mania. Oh, you are doing yeah. it. Yes. November. Where's Monster Mania? Monster Mania, Oaks, PA. Oaks, PA. All of our Pennsylvania listeners or travelers to the Pennsylvania area, look for Justin. Is that a Yinzer area? Because that's just Western PA, right? It's a Yinz area? Or is that all of Pennsylvania Yinz? It's it a up? jumbo area. I don't yeah. know. I think it's a, it's a Philly, Philly area. So it's like a Pennsylvania Dutch area. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> at Swedish. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so the film giving horror movies the middle finger is the very, very 1999 teen black comedy horror picture Idle Hands. Idle Hands directed by Rodman Flender. What a name. Which sounds made up or like the world's worst alias. He's not best known for it, but he is the uncle of Timothy Chalamet, who pool sceners will, of course, know that I know because we learned last week I'm a big Dune head now. Dune check! 
Dune check. What Flander probably is best known for is directing Leprechaun 2. Justin, best movie in the Leprechaun series. Oh, Leprechaun in space. Really? Yeah. Was there Leprechaun in the hood? In the there's hood? two in yeah. the hood. Oh, there's back, two in the hood. Back I, to the hood. I like two because Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a good one. Really. Girl on the TV. Yeah. yeah. I only yeah. saw the first one. I have no idea. Of course you haven't <laughs> seen any of them. Oh, whatever. Uh, and then they made that weird remake that was like more realistic. And why would two. you take away yeah, that best? Too. Yeah. Why the would you take he's away? Like, he's like an uh, like a creature. Yeah. Why would you take no away the voice? best part <laughs> of the franchise, yeah. which is that he's a wise cracking leprechaun? That's right. They'll do leprechaun ends. We're fine. So, in addition to directing Leprechaun 2, Rodman Flender directed episodes of The Office, Ugly Betty, Chicago Hope, Gilmore Girls, and The O.C. Now, Jim, you're probably the only one of the three of us who will know, but the Dawson's Creek episode, The Scare, oh yeah, which was a Scream parody, he directed that. Yeah, even though I do not like Scream whatsoever. You notice in the five rounds <laughs> here, I love Halloween. Yeah. I love watching all these like goofy movies. What? So and do I. I. Just, no, you don't. Uh, not, this one was fucking not a good movie i'm sorry you hate everything oh whatever where flender failed in directing is in what seth green told the av club in 2007 everyone working on the film had a different mission statement devin sawa seth green and eldon hansen real friends in real life thought they were making a high school drama with some comedy flender was trying to make an argento like throwback italian horror flick the writers wanted it to be heathers the studio based on test markets wanted it cuter with more weed. Flender only got the job after two other directors dropped out, so maybe it was too late for him to turn it into a giallo. Cuter with weed. <laughs> Cuter with more weed. It's like a half-baked, half-baked horror. Somebody, uh... She's literally all that. Somebody has that as their Tinder profile. It says, like, my girlfriend left me. I'm looking for something cuter with more weed. <laughs> 420 friendly. 420 yeah, friendly. you're in my top eight. It may be a stretch to call this movie a Halloween classic, but it was filmed in the same neighborhood as the classic Halloween, John Carpenter's original back in 78. The high school gym was the same one used in Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie and Jawbreaker. This movie, unfortunately, was released the same month as the Columbine school shooting. Yikes. Jim, let us know how that affected budget and box office and news and number ones at time of release. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Idle Hands came out April 30th, 1999 to a $25 million budget and made only $4.2 million at the box office. However, at this time, 1999, DVDs are starting to blow up and DIVXs because you only get four times to use it before they blow Most up. Most ridiculous format ever. You remember DIVX? I, I forgot about DIVX. Yeah. Oh, you just reminded me. You can only was, wear... It was a DVD that would self-destruct. Yeah, yeah. after like five plays, unless you renewed it with a key, which is absolutely stupid. Wow. I'm the gatekeeper. Are you the DivX key master? <laughs> <laughs> so here are your number one, two, and three DVD sales at Circuit City. It's Circuit City's 50th anniversary sale going on now. I still know what you did last summer. 
Okay. Makes perfect sense. The Water Boy and Ants. I believe Woody Allen was a voice in Ants. There's your top three DVD sales. At this time, DVDs were still picking up steam, so that's why it's kind of light in the sales ring. That was right around the time I saw my first DVD. It's some science movie in science class. I can remember going to Circuit City, getting Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and Private Parts. I can tell you the first DVD I owned, but I'm embarrassed to say so. Do it. It was the ladies' man. Nice. Oh, yeah. the ladies man. Leon Phelps. Leon I'm the ladies' man. That guy was staying. <laughs> Doggy style. So there were also three big television events during the month of April of 99. On April the 18th, hockey great Wayne Gretzky plays his final game, a two to one overtime loss between the Rangers and the Penguins, which is broadcast here by Fox. Mike Emmerich and John Davidson were on the call with Sam Rosen conducting interviews. Eight days later, NBC's Tonight Show is broadcast in high definition for the very first time, making it first late night program to be broadcast in this format host jay leno's guests salma hayek david arquette and musical guest jewel yeah okay in like high jewel. definition right. salma hayek so, so the seven people in the united states who could see it in high definition because <laughs> they still exactly. own floor model tube tvs and this is more relevant to us the pilot episode of wwf smackdown is broadcast on upn as a single television special this show would officially premiere again on the network with a new stage on august the 26th the main event saw stone cold steve austin and the rock team up to defeat the corporate ministry. All right. So the pilot episode of SmackDown. Spooky. SmackDown. Yeah. UPN. I forgot about UPN too. Yeah. UPN was great. I always watched Star Trek on UPN because that was the only network that ever showed Star Trek. That's how hardcore I was. What did UPN it? stand for? United Paramount Network. There you go. I would have said something different. <laughs> I could, what could you have said? I have no idea. <laughs> Speaking of something weird but spooky, Kevin, we brought this up last week. 1999. Here's some more active serial killers. You're going to do this every, oh, just for Halloween. Just for Halloween. John Eric Armstrong sentenced to life in prison. He was a Navy sailor convicted for murdering prostitutes in Michigan and Illinois, confessed to more murders around the world. Probably never had his middle name included his whole life, but some no. with serial killers, they you always, always get have middle to. name. Except Jeffrey Dahmer. There was no middle name with Dahmer. What, so, is, what is his middle name? Do I don't you, know. Do you know. Any? Do you know? Top no, of your head? I don't. Kevin will research it while I tell you about. I'm going to guess it's Jeffrey Dean Dahmer. <laughs> I'm going to say Jeffrey Allen Dahmer. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer. Lionel? Yeah. He's dancing on the ceiling. That's probably why they don't use it. One guy who was not dancing on the ceiling, except for in his prison cell, Terry Blair, also life sentence, sentenced to 25 years in prison for one murder, released on parole after serving 21 years and committed additional murders upon release. It's okay. That's yeah. That's like William Hirons, who honestly, like idle hands, he believed he could not stop himself from killing. Yeah. And like people petition to have him released. First thing he does when he gets released <laughs> is kill more people. Dumbasses. So it's weird how you draw the line with the marketing behind serial killers because the newspaper and magazines they love like the sensationalism oh, yeah. of serial but it's not like they give them like the way that they give them nicknames it's like like jeffrey Dahmer's the milwaukee monster or yeah. the milwaukee cannibal but it's not like tim the tool man taylor <laughs> no, it's like not. they didn't give them like the nickname in the middle no so like uh yeah it's just weird where we draw the line yeah i so agree and then the last one charlie brant committed suicide to avoid arrest shot his parents in 1971 when he was 13 killing his pregnant mother stabbed his wife and niece to 
death in 2004. Okay. Almost Michael Myers-esque. Ooh. So once again, let's throw it over to news. And it's kind of hard not to mention the fact that in April of 1999, the one event that really shocked us all, being in high school, Columbine. Like, it's one of those things you'll it never entirely forget. entirely changed our high school experience. Changed the way people looked at school and school shootings forever. It happened before, but yeah. nothing on this level. No. It was ridiculous. And it, we're still dealing with it today. And there's a massive amount of false information. Oh, my about God. Columbine. Was there ever. Listen to last podcast on the left. It's like a four or five part special on Columbine. And that's like, to me, the definitive source of information and how deep of yeah. a dive they took into truly like these kids, they got kind of like painted i'm not going to go into it too much but it does like set the stage for this podcast these kids were painted as like oh they were bullied they were forced into this they were bullies both of yeah. those kids were fucking bullies who were going to do this inevitably like regardless they were going to do something like this so let's not give any sympathy to the shooters no. of columbine no not at all another guy you should not give any sympathy to luis garavito once again another nickname kevin the beast of tribalane the colombian serial killer described as the world's worst serial killer he killed anywhere from 138 to over 300 victims is finally apprehended how fuck how Colombia, you're talking source, yeah. the world's home of cocaine, heroin, anything happens then. Air Garavito finally got apprehended. However, we need good news. On a good note, Nunavut is established as a Canadian territory carved out of the eastern part of the Northwest Territories. Congratulations, Canada. You got another province. One guy who was a pro Nunavutian, George Michael and the Sports Machine. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the Sports Machine. The Cleveland Browns get their first draft back in 1999 and draft Tim Couch, number one, and the offensive line lowered his career substantially. He would have been great on any other team. I totally agree. It was that whole McNabb draft. Yeah. And I think even if we drafted McNabb, same thing would have happened. It would have destroyed him. At the 1999 Masters, Jose Maria Olathabal of Spain wins his second Masters title, two strokes ahead of one of the best golf names ever, Davis Love the Third. And that piece of shit, Greg Norman. Yeah, that guy sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like doing it. The number one movie in America reclaiming its spot on top. The Matrix in its 14th week of release and the number one song in America. TLC, No Scrubs. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. That song is still a juggernaut to this day. Ask any girl at a bar. They know the song by heart. And that's all that I thought was, it was by TLC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fuck they know the song by heart. That's a very different song of heart saying yeah, no, scrubs. no scrubs. Nancy heart. Wilson shredding on the guitar. <laughs> I give up. April 30th, News 99. Justin, you remember the first DVD you owned? Mallrats. Mallrats. Ooh, all right. Nice. Good one. And I watched it Stink over finger. and over. Literally, that was all I had. And I watched it on my PlayStation 2. Yeah. I didn't have a DVD player either. Awesome. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, did you have to have, was there, no, I had an original Xbox and you had to have a kit in order to watch DVDs. No, PlayStation 2, you had the controller. That was all you needed. Yeah. Sweet. All right, let's get our hands on the plot. No way. Whoa. It's the only thing I can think of. Well, wait, once that hand is gone, how are you going to cut off the other one? Oh, the left one's a keeper. I mean, I, I guess it wasn't idle enough. You sure? Yeah. I mean, I use it for a lot of things. You know, I, I, I light up, I change the remote, I relieve a little tension. This is the answer. I know it. 
Those things won't even cut my bagel. Shit! Our story follows Anton, but the movie opens with his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Tobias, settling into bed for the night. When they turn off the lights, they see a message written on the ceiling in -in glow-in-the-dark paint. It says, I'm under the bed. Some real scary story stuff. Oh, no! This is followed by a noise they investigate. Ultimately, both are killed by an unseen killer. That's when we finally meet Anton. He's a degenerate stoner. He hasn't seen his parents in a week, but he hardly seems to notice. The one thing that he that is able to get him off of his couch is that he's out of weed. So he goes to see his friends, Mick and Penub, <laughs> but they're out of weed too. That Those names, Mick and Penub, yeah. come from the buckwheat sketch on... SNL? SNL. Oh, okay. Because nice throwback. it's something he sings. It sounds like Mick and Penub. Oh, okay. So they're out of weed, too, or at least so they say. He leaves their house because he sees his crush, Molly, drop her lyric book. She dropped her lyrics book. Hey, she's gonna catch you reading that shit over her shoulder in biology class. Her songs are badass, man. She's like a poet or something. Go bring it back to her. Be like a knight in shining armor. Oh, yeah. She'd be all grateful. She'd invite me in. She'd offer me a drink. I'd accept. And she'd rip your clothes off and make sweet love to you, Red Shoe Diary style. All right. Could happen. Just go talk to her, man. Maybe she'll think you're funny or something. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to. Hey, you want to borrow some pants, Chief? First impressions and all. Your bud. Which he returns to her, but he's unable to speak, so he basically does the ding-dong ditch thing. When he finally returns home, he notices the knife he's using, or we notice, I don't know that he does, the knife yeah. he's using to make a sandwich is covered in blood. His cat's playing with an eyeball. What, you don't like a mayo, blood, and bologna sandwich? Love it. Bloody bologna. It's just the way, the way he makes that sandwich. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh. He's like watching TV and like making it, not paying attention, smearing He's but like He's everywhere. like tapping the knife yeah. on the sandwich. It's like the, the blood is like the least disgusting part of the way he's making that sandwich. Bologna is disgusting to begin with. I hope I am not in a minority there. I'm pretty sure I, I saw like a movie called Bloody Bologna this Bloody October. Bologna. Uh, he finds the bodies of his parents. He calls Mick and Penub over where they're all able to deduce that Anton is the killer before he kills both of them and the two police officers who have been called. Mick and Penub return as zombies, but they're pretty chill. They kind of just continue to hang out with Anton and follow him around. Zombie weed. Across town, a druidic priestess named Debbie LeCure is on the hunt for an evil spirit responsible for all of the killings. I come from a long line of Druidic priestesses sworn to fight a certain evil force that possesses the laziest fuck-up it can find. It will kill as many people as possible and then drag a free soul into the netherworld. That's some weighty shit there. Yeah. Here's the kicker. I actually have the one thing that can stop this from happening. Just need to find the poor bastard whose hand is possessed. Anton, with the help of local metalhead Satanist Randy, has already kind of put two and two together that his hand is possessed, so he amputates it. He attempts to kill the hand via microwave, but it escapes. All of our main players converge at the high school dance. Anton, Mick, Penub, Molly, Debbie, and Randy. They think the hand is going to go after Molly, and I guess it's through what? Like some transitive property that Pretty they much. think this is going to happen? Yeah. I'm not a host, okay? Look. The evil was in my hand, all right? 
I cut it off, okay? Oh, shit! You let it loose? That was probably a mistake. No kidding. And now it's after my girlfriend. You got a girlfriend? I gotta stop it, all right? It's out for blood. Oh, that ain't all it's out for. If your girl's the one it's after, then at midnight, it's taking her to hell. Oh? Yeah. It's not even 9 o'clock yet. We got some time. No. It's actually six minutes till midnight. Drew a time. Drew a time. We get a final face-off in the school auto shop where the hand is destroyed, but Anton gets crushed by a car. Our movie ends with Anton in the hospital in a full-body cast, Molly by his side caring for him. Mick and Penub are now his guardian angels from heaven. So the deal is, we're supposed to monitor you and make sure you don't revert back to your evil ways. But you seem fine now. Let's hit the snack master in the hall. All right. You want anything, Anton? Yeah, give me some crunch nuggets. These things are awesome. Hey. Thanks, you guys. Let's talk about characters. Yeah. Devin Sawa, the teen heartthrob, as Anton Tobias. Seth Green as Mick. Eldon Henson, as you'll know, as uh, Fulton Reed as Penub. Jessica Alba in her film debut as Molly. Vivica A. Fox as Debbie LaCure. Jack Noseworthy as Randy. Christopher Hart as The Hand. Fred Willard cameo, just as uh, the parent of Anton. Anton. Sean Whalen as Officer McMacy. He comes up a lot on this podcast. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's the that guy. He's the um, Aaron Burr got milk commercial guy. He's the how can we meet girls and dance from that thing you do. Roach from people under the stairs. Yeah, Roach yes. from people under the stairs. Exactly. Twist the reunion in this movie. The offspring is themselves. Dexter Holland is himself. And then we have a Tom DeLong yeah. as one of the Burger Jungle employees. And Kyle Gass apparently makes a cameo. I didn't catch him. And then finally, I'll mention Timothy Stack as Principal Tidwell. Remember when Timothy Stack was like all over our TVs? Yeah. Son of the Beach. And Justin, you had mentioned when we watched this, he had a talk show he did. He was kind of like everywhere. Yeah. It was it was crazy, but it, what a weird snapshot of this point in time. So which actor or actress gives a pa- passable performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? I mean, Seth Green and uh, Eldon Henson. Yeah. So why are you here? We need a place to kick it. Don't be selfish, Anton. No one else's parents are dead. No, 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 not why Why are you here here? I mean, what are you, you guys like flesh-eating zombies, back from hell, ready to exact revenge? Is that it? <laughs> Why would we go to hell? Duh. We're not bad. It's not like we're good or anything, but at least we don't go around killing people. Hey, I didn't kill anybody on purpose, okay? Yeah, well, we weren't in hell. I mean, there was this big, bright white light at the end of a long tunnel, right? And there were all these chicks' voices and that music. Music? Yeah, kind of uncool music, like Enya. And these chicks' voices, they were saying, come to us, come towards the light. So what happened? Oh, we figured, fuck it. I mean, it was really far. They're like yeah. the comic relief, but they're also like just, they're funny. So you're like, yeah, you know, drawing, they, without, that. without them, this movie sucks a lot more. Yeah. Because they definitely provide this like. I think it helped that the three of them are already friends before they started filming this movie. And then for me, I give a lot of credit to Eldon Henson as Penub just because he sold the fact that his head was barely attached the entire way after it got reattached. Even he walked as if that head was going to fall off, sold the yeah. role tremendously. 
tremendously well. Devin Sawa, I don't understand how he's a heartthrob. Any female pool seniors out there, any male pool seniors out there, doesn't matter. Can you please tell me what made Devin Sawa attractive? I would like to know. Casper. Is it just Casper and li- was it Little Giants too? Or I mean, the hair. Junior Floyd. Was it the yeah. Hair? Was it? Heart, heart he looked throbs? like he smelled like piss in this movie. No, no. Heartthrobs were, were all based on their hair. That's yeah. kind of true. That's true. You do have an excellent point. I will say uh, when I watched this movie a whole lot on cable, it had a lot to do with Jessica Alba and I won't God. elaborate. Let's move on to best scenes. Let's find out which scenes made a splash. For me, the best scene I think was obviously the the dance, the school dance yeah. was a really good scene with uh, Dexter Holland getting his, his, his wig split. I cut off my hand and it's going to kill you all. It's true. His hand killed us yesterday. Yeah, it sliced me up real good. <laughs> Wally, you out there? Get out of here, kid. You had your fun. Now it's time. This is kind of our end of the movie. Yeah. So everything's going to converge at the high school where every other school gym did. Howland ever have a dance at the school? Never did. We never had one dance at the high school. It was either a Packard Music Hall or it was like at McMenemies, I think, at a N- couple times. Niles had one, but ultimately in every movie, you're led to believe you get to have this major blowout party yeah. scene at your high school, and it just didn't happen for us. But so basically, it kicks off the end of the movie. They all converge at the school. The offspring, I guess, as the offspring yeah i would yeah. assume are at the uh the high school dance not playing a major hit of theirs not and even one hit everyone's dancing jessica alba is dancing to something altogether different doesn't matter and uh we've got anton chasing the hand throughout the hallways but jim what it, or or justin whoever wants to answer what is the definitive moment from that scene what through the chase or are we talking through about- the whole dance end of the movie scene? for me oh jesus christ it's i'll either- tell you what it is okay go it is dexter getting his scalper i was thought. just gonna say the same thing by far it it's- looks incredible so this Special effects in this movie, 90% of them are stellar. Yeah. It's really good. Anton gets on stage to try and warn the school that there's like a killer hand and everybody laughs at him and no one believes him until the hand descends and tears the top of Dexter's head off. Yeah, it was really cool. So wait, that second song they play, is that an Offspring song? See, I don't know no. if any of them are. So maybe they're not supposed to be Offspring. That's actually a very good Because in the credits point. it says like band singer. Yeah, yeah, it says Dexter Holland band so singer. So maybe, maybe you're right. Because we said, why aren't they playing their hits? Maybe they're not supposed to be the Offspring because that wouldn't make sense to have the Offspring at the school That's dance true. anyway. That's excellent point. I mean, at the time, Ixnay on the Ombre just came out. So you think they'd play All I Want because it's in Crazy Taxi too. So you oh, think. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, because everybody knows Crazy Taxi <laughs> like me. So my one, Randy at the Burger Jungle. Oh, the way you treated them, guilt must be making you feel like shit inside, right? Randy! You're still in high school? Yeah, me, I got out about three years ago. Randy! I need your help. <laughs> what are you playing, a little two-ball there, bud? <laughs> Look, I gotta talk to you. This is some serious stuff going on. Hey, Anton, can't you see him getting a little action over here? Oh, man. I can't believe you cock-blocked me like that. I thought we were buds. Randy, wait. I didn't mean to mess you up, Randy. Listen, I need your help. Hey. Hey. Let's go off.
Let's see. This is my number one. The entire scene <laughs> of Burger Chuckle. Randy literally tries to pick up a high school girl in mourning, literally tells her he's been out of high school for three years, proceeds to take his giant Ford truck, run over the memorial, then proceeds to still go through the drive-thru to order a meal. After, what a killer move. So these twins at the school have been killed by yeah. the, you know, the serial killer or whatever. Randy backs it over because he's mad at Anton because you failed to mention Antoine walks up while he's talking to the girl and Anton's got his hand in his pocket to keep his hand <laughs> and it looks off. like he's jerking off and <laughs> yeah. Randy's mad he gets in the car he backs over the memorial and then goes through the drive such a bold move man you have to be bold to not be embarrassed yeah because like no matter how bad I wanted that burger restaurant I'm just I'm leaving why do all movies have to have themed burger joints yeah. and with themed food oh it's absolutely insane it because Jim play what what he orders yeah give me the big five with the spicy safari fries the african apple turnover and the raspberry rainforest shake slap some extra mustard on that jungle burger for me will you it can't just be hey can i get a, a, burger. a burger fries and a and a soda no it's got to be like mega know. movie burger yeah exactly mega movie burger so what you didn't mention to me it's just like this comedy masterpiece that all follows each other from when randy backs over the memorial and then anton decides he needs to go in the kitchen and he just like literally takes a costume off of the memorial because the twins who died worked at the burger place puts on the costume he's trying to control the hand throughout the whole kitchen there's a big bowl of raw meat just sitting next, next to, to like the, the register, register at the drive-thru it's absolutely insane okay are we also to assume we're just going to break down this entire scene are we to assume that joey slotnick of twister and the single guy's own the manager of this place you would have to assume right yes so somehow he does he has no recollection of hiring no he says who are you he's like, i'm the drive-through kid I'm new. oh okay i'm new yeah what the fuck? Why does he go in there in the first place? Just so that he can meet up with the, the guy at the drive through That's like, yeah. You have to, they, in movies, they put situations in right. the, there just to get to a certain yes. point. It's and bad that, writing. Because it, it really... He could have like, just went out. He could have just went outside, outside and does, climbed up on his truck or right? something. Doesn't the hand itself, doesn't the hand grab the hat? Maybe you're right. So like the, the evil hand grabs the hat and puts it on him. Like the hand wants him to go in there? He that's what it does. I like, think why? so. See, Justin's really... I'm glad he's here because we missed... Yeah, we went right over that. My first one, so... When and Anton kills his friends. I'm not the killer. Okay. You know? Yeah, I know. But, but I, I mean, if OJ could get off, then I'm sure. Do you want a beer? Oh, thanks. You sure? Ah! What are you doing, this Anton? I don't know. You're being phenomenal. You're fighting. I know who you are. I don't want to hurt you. Then don't. <laughs> It's not me. It's my hand. It's like, it's like I have no control over my hand. Ah! I don't know how much longer I can hold it. Run! I will get out of my way. Just go. It's gonna be okay, Anton. I'm not gonna do it, but I swear. Everything's gonna be cool, man. Everything's gonna be. And we first learn about his possessed hand. So he discovers his dead parents after, as we said, he's making a disgusting sandwich. Three years. And he calls his friends over and he's like, you got to see this. So what's the first thing they do when they walk in the house? They see the Pop the Coochie video. Dancing like Beavis and Butthead. And they're like, you can't show this video on TV anymore. And he's like, no, right there. Elton Henson's character, Penobi, he tries to perform CPR on a very yeah. obvious corpse. He saw it on Baywatch. Yeah, he saw it on Baywatch. And then uh, basically Anton can't control 
his hand, so he kills them. Well, actually, am I mixing? No, I'm not mixing scenes up. No. He kills them there. Yeah. Okay, so. Beer bottle and then the side of the yeah, neck. Yeah, because this is before they return as zombies, and then once they return to zombies, that's when he kills the police. Correct? Yes. Okay. When Jessica Alba all of a sudden becomes sexually overt for some reason, and it just seems immediate when Anton comes over to house, he can't control the hand, literally full grasps the ass. I never would have thought you'd have the balls to just grab me like that. Yeah. They end up having sex. We of, don't know. We it's don't know. Amb- ambiguous. We'll talk about it later because that might have to be a critical question. What happened? When? How? And why? Pants but, were down. Yeah, pants were down. Sort of. But it was the '90s, so everybody's kind of busting. And she sack. was grasping her robe. And I do love the fact that she says, and I quote: <gasps> "Shit, my parents are home." Well, I have to pick this up later, baby things, because my parents might take offense to some dirty, bloody boy banging their daughter. You are a dirty, bloody boy, yet somehow got completely off over it. He hasn't showered it all throughout you this entire drop movie. This. You're so upset. He loves because it's gross. He has literally been in the same shit for weeks, yet he's getting laid on the regular. You're supposedly. <laughs> I'm very jealous. Uh, yeah, I think she's secretly probably a little dirty. Oh, like, she is a freak because she kind of sees him. Like, I mean, her first impression of him. Is is when he returned her lyric book and he ding dong ditches because he he does like the virus from uh, senior uh, trip. He yeah. can't talk to her. When he takes it upon himself, and she did it on purpose. She bends oh, yeah. over and like he takes it upon himself. She knows what does. she's doing. Yeah. It slaps her ass and then she's like, okay, he's into he's picking that was, up what I'm putting down. That was more than an ass slap. Like he discovered a nation. Yeah. He was scared because he was scared when he went to the place and then the hand is what got him the action. Yeah. yeah. And then he ended up tying the hand up. And yeah. she thought it was kinky. Yeah. She thought he was being kinky yeah. tying his hand that, up. But that was right after he just killed his friend. Yeah. And he didn't <laughs> warn her like, yeah. hey, no, he's just like, he just like, I'm going to let this happen. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah. That's I mean, he might have said something like, yeah. oh, no, maybe I don't. This blood is like, fresh. Never mind. So, never mind. A mini critical question. At the end, we see her feeding him pudding and all that, waiting for him to get out of his body cast. But there's no way that relationship lasts. There's absolutely. Absolutely no way. She's the the hottest girl of all time, and he has no hand. He's also seeing guardian <laughs> angels. Yeah. And I'm assuming she does not see these guardian angels, right? I don't know. Even though she saw them as active zombies. He's going to be begging for change on the streets here Fuck. soon. Because, like, he's... <laughs> I have no hand. Yeah, I have no hand. <laughs> it's on a skateboard jingling. Uh, so then the last scene I'll mention before we move on is when at the beginning when, when Anton finally pulls himself off the couch, fails to put clothes on, just walks over to Mick and Penub, which they're in high school, but do they live together? Are they just hanging out? Or it pa- seems like they hang out at like something. a I don't know. I hear if you combine nutmeg and oregano, you can get pretty wasted. Anton, all you do is smoke pot and watch TV all day. Uh, don't get me wrong, that's what life is all about, but don't you think you should have some ambition? Like a goal? Yeah. I mean, my dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and, and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food and shit. Yeah, until your parents kick your oily ass out. This is where we learn that a series of murder, uh, murders have been happening. But I just quickly like that they, don't you watch the news? And he's like, no, nah, I hate that show. <laughs> 
<laughs> as if it's a sitcom or something. So uh, finally, we always mention whether the movie had a pool or not. That's that's yeah. always something we do. We, we've got in the habit of saying whether a movie has a pool or not. The original ending of Idle Hands, it takes place at the school's Olympic-sized swimming pool that turns into a portal to hell. This was changed to the more comedic auto shop finale to fit the tone better and because the studio wanted Jessica Alba's top ripped off. Which worked, <laughs> I was going to say. Worked come on. better in the auto shop scene. So you can see the scene on YouTube or on the deleted scenes of certain DVD releases. Not at Jim's house because... It doesn't fucking work. It, crash, it crashed the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Primitive 1999 DVD technology <laughs> crashes the mega computer Xbox. Exactly. It's a bad endorsement Xbox. Hey, there send us a couple Xbox. It must have been a very it. dirty scene in order for it to shut everything down. All right. So with that said, let's uh, let's stay away from that specific pool. I we don't want to do any like portal of hell swimming pool. No. But uh, yeah, Olympic swimming pool and it's cool. Great. All right, we're going to do under the radar horror movie suggestion. So I hesitate to use the term under the radar because the horror gatekeepers out there are going to say, I knew about that one before it came out, something like that. So what we're looking for and discussing here, there's no firm criteria, but I'd say we're just going to make suggestions for pool sceners, yeah. things to watch following Halloween, this episode releasing on Halloween. So following Halloween, movies to suggest to watch throughout the rest of the year or up until next Halloween, but basically no Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween saw, etc. Your mainline horror. No movies. big budget theatrical released horror movies. We're looking for the gems worth seeking out on streaming services, VHS, and video stores. So who wants to go first? Oh, uh, let me let me give you one. Uh, I would say that we discussed this as we were watching the movie that Jim he didn't really like the humor uh, aspect of the the idle hands. It could have been better. To where to me, like a horror movie, in order for me to really like like a horror movie, it's like it's got to be fun, you know. It's, I'm not into the the straight up horror, like horrifying. I was never a Halloween guy. I was more of a, a Nightmare on Elm Street guy because yeah. of the humor yeah. and, and, that, and that that type of thing. All the ones that I brought with me are like kind of horror humor related. And uh, I'll go with the first one uh, is uh, The Frighteners. Oh, Frighteners. Oh, Michael J. Fox. It's, it's not, it's not a, I mean, I don't know if you consider that a, yeah, a big absolutely. like. A, oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. No, that that's right perfect, up there. Because that movie probably had a little bit of like, you know, hoopla around it when it came out but then it sort of just like faded yeah. into obscurity and you're not seeing like frightener shirts get released by no. these like you know t-shirt and companies why? and stuff and exactly it's a, it's a peter jackson i movie. just yeah. remember where were we and i just got a copy with the lenticular cover oh shit what? we were just out somewhere and yeah. i bought it and then i found out i have two copies so yeah. i have three <laughs> copies of the frighteners on vhs now like there's there's really horrifying scenes in the frighteners yeah but also the the comedic timing is is perfect it's for me. jake Busey. it's michael j fox in a yeah. horror movie which seems like such a crazy concept but it's it's awesome it's like uh michael j fox can see ghosts yeah and there's a ghost of a uh, jake Busey who's like yeah. terrorizing <laughs> places and the other ghosts are trying to help him it's actually it's really rad the I, ghosts I like they're actually a lot. a lot like from house the, yeah the cowboy oh, great. Uh, yeah mm -hmm. you know like the cowboy type yeah so my first one is a very deep cut because i can remember this giving me nightmares when i was an eight-year-old kid it's an abc television movie rendition of jekyll and hyde starring michael kane there have been a ton of jekyll and hyde movies throughout god the decades dating all the way back to the 20s 
20s and the 30s. The special effects when Michael Caine would go from Henry Jekyll to Edward Hyde mm-hmm. scared the absolute shit out of me. And for the longest time, you couldn't, this was never on a streaming service, never came out on VHS. Somehow, some way, at a random Goodwill in Greenville, Pennsylvania. You found I, a Divix that had four out of five uses. <laughs> I wish. No, I found a, like, the cheapest quality DVD of that. Like one of those marks, like, oh, yeah. cap, 99 yeah. cent DVD. Big time. Yeah. And granted, being now 41, it's not as scary as it was, but man, as an eight-year-old kid, the transformation sequence, like yeah. an American werewolf in London. Holy shit. It yeah. was just ahead of its time. But man, in 1989, that left a fucking scar on me. It was yeah. an awesome movie. My number five, I mentioned a lot. I brought it up on this podcast a bunch of times. I feel like we've kind of done some of these before, but I will say Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, such a great one. I always say this movie should not be a cult movie. It should be universally loved. It's basically about 80, what, about 80% of the movie is a mockumentary where this it's like- a fourth wall. This college documentary crew follow around this guy who's like, I'm going to be the next Jason Voorhees. I'm going to be the next Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. And you just follow him around as he's training and it's kind of goofy. But then when they actually start to struggle with, are they going to follow him as he actually goes through those, these killings? And it's fucking awesome. And they also sprinkle in like actual horror, like legacy actors, like Zelda Rubenstein and uh, the real Freddy Krueger. So it's, it's super neat. Find that one and watch it. It's excellent. That's one of those ones where you're watching, you're like, would they actually follow the person? And you're like, wait, yeah, they would because journalists, they used to like watch people do crack and and real sex. We bring that up all the hookers at the point. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. How about tales from the crypt presents demon Knight? Oh, I remember that. I saw a fantastic movie. Yeah. Under the radar, even though it's a tales from the crypt movie, I think maybe because Bordello of blood came out and like ruined the legacy of tales from the crypt. Right. But the demon Knight was amazing. And there's just like I said, it's fun. There's a lot of community. Like Billy Zane is an insane character in that movie. Me and uh, Morgan, our friend Morgan, saw this in theaters way too young to see this movie in theaters. My mom just like had to buy us the tickets or whatever. And I remember there's Thomas Hayden Church plays Roach. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. I love that movie. It's awesome. Because I remember I grew up scared of Tales from the Crypt. Right. I grew up like, oh, yeah, it was really scary. And then, but for some reason, though, when I was like a Tales from the Crypt movie, I got to see that, you know, my next one. And I wouldn't say it's a big budget movie, but I think it kind of went under the radar and doesn't get the recognition it deserves. 1995 Keanu Reeves, Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wow. It's a fucking great movie. I don't think it gets the recognition it deserves. It's special effects are good. The story is fantastic. A good callback to a different time, but it's the atmosphere of the movie that is just spooky. The shit granted the nerdy side of me. I played the Sega CD game before I watched the movie. There was a Sega CD game for. Yeah. And they had, they had the Sega game. They had, I have, it's on regular Nintendo. Also, I have, I have both. Yeah. Which is crazy because the Sega CD version had compressed video of the movie and it had like mocap horrible Dracula whoa whoa <laughs> but what a great movie and we just got it in at work on Steelbook so I'm like cool. oh okay it's tr- uh, the yeah almost like 30 year anniversary of it so hell yeah 
Uh, Bram Stoker. Like that, that movie is probably like, there's a lot of very iconic stuff from the movie. Even oh, yeah. if you haven't seen the movie, yeah. you know, like uh, the Mr. Burns uh, oh, Dracula yes. from Gary Simpsons, Oldman. It's on his head. Yeah. WNUF Halloween special is my number four. So it's a found footage movie from 2013 without giving too much away. So basically what it is, is a taped to VHS news broadcast from Halloween night where a reporter goes live on the scene to he's going to go inside this house where this like unspeakable tragedy happened. Like the whole story of what's actually happening is probably 10 minutes long if you did like a super cut of just those scenes. But in between all the field reports are commercials and studio news and awesome. It's like such a great concept. A sequel actually just came out this year. So WNUF Halloween special, my number four. Club Dread. Yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, next one. And then why why I think people don't like it is because it wasn't Super Troopers. Yeah. And that's it. It's, you know, a, I mean, I it's a really good movie. Awesome. And I thought this was better than Super Troopers. I would agree. Yeah. Because it's a different, it's the horror element. Like I said, it, with Coconut the other Pete. ones. Coconut Pete, <laughs> Pina Colada Bird. It's is, literally like a parody of a slasher movie. Yeah. But in being a parody of a slasher movie is also actually a really good slasher still good, movie. Still a good slasher, yes. It's the story about how they got Bill Paxton to be in that movie is so damn good because they're like, there's no way in hell we can get Bill Paxton. They literally send him to script. like, yeah, I love it. I want to do it. <laughs> and he literally did it just because he was going to be a parody of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. It's so Incredible. good. There's so many memorable lines. And that boy it. was me. <laughs> Machete Phil. <laughs> mother, motherfucker. That- coconut, Pete's paella. paella. Yeah, that's it. Fucking yes. <laughs> Kevin, what's yours? Because mine was Club Dread too. Oh. Club Dread 2. I, oh, wish. I haven't seen that one yet. Dude, uh, I wish. I can remember going to see Club Dread at Regal Cinemas when they just had, yeah, that, remember they had like the theaters in the back, the small theaters? Saw that yeah. in like Theater 12, like there was only three of us. I saw it saw twice. It. Yeah, it was so, great. So my number three, maybe doesn't qualify as a movie, maybe it does. So it's from Masters of Horror, which is a Showtime television series where each week it would like literally take like a, a literal master of horror, a director Joe Dante and some of these. Uh, Joe Dante, hell yeah. And, but there was a John Carter Carpenter one from 2005 called Cigarette Burns. It's kind of like legitimately scary. And the whole thing is supposed to be legitimately scary. But there's some parts that are just you can't help but laugh at because it's so over the top. So basically, have you ever seen Cigarette Burns? I believe I have. Yeah. Okay. So this guy is tracking down the only copy of a movie that when it originally aired, people in the theater started killing each other over what they were seeing on the screen. And he really doesn't know or like there's only rumors of what was was seen in the movie. Is Udo Kier in that one? Is this? I th- think he is okay. yeah so basically he tracks down this movie this eccentric collector has it but when he gets there the guy is like already screened it and like there's just every, like all this chaos like fucked up reminds you of something like out of Hellraiser when you see the scene when they finally watch the movie but it's nuts it's like legitimately like spooky I like it it's John Carpenter doing something totally different I feel like John Carpenter would have never taken a swing like this if it was a theatrically released yeah. you know feature film but since he's like okay what do I have to lose it's just a showtime special. I just feel like ever since Carpenter did vampires, I feel like from that point on, he's like, I got to start pumping the brakes on stuff yeah. <laughs> because it just seemed like he just kind of gave up in a way, which sucks. Now we were talking about uh, soundtracks earlier and Masters of Horror had a really incredible two disc uh, yeah. soundtrack yep. that came out. And the sets came in like mausoleum. Yeah. Like uh, the first season I think came in a mausoleum. The second season might've come in a... Uh, See, I was one of those guys, one of those dumb guys who bought them as they came out in DVD for yeah. Them. Yeah. like one episode yeah, at a time. You're, you're paying like $20 way. per episode yeah. and then they come out all together. 
And now those box sets probably cost a couple hundred bucks a piece. I have the mausoleum of season one and I probably bought it literally based because of cigarette burns. Yeah. There's a couple other good ones. So like, honestly, and do you have Tubi? Yes. So Tubi is a free streaming service. Tons of horror. And there's a ton of horror on there. Like if like terrifier, the first terrifier movies on Tubi or else I would have never seen it, but masters of horror. And I've never really dove in. I don't know if all of it's on there, but you can watch masters of horror for free on Tubi. So literally if you're like stumped, and you're like, I don't know what to watch, but I want to watch like spooky stuff. Just dive into the Masters of Horror series. There was another show that came out around the same time. I think it was called Fear Itself. Yeah. It was on TV. Mm-hmm. It was like the same maker and they did the yeah. the guest directors and all that stuff. Uh, theme song by uh, Surge from System of a Down. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were also going to say, and Godsmack, and Voodoo, God, like Fear Godsmack. on MTV. Yeah. I'm also, I'm a big fan of the anthology, the horror anthology. Yeah. Okay. So let's say Tales from the Hood. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Great movie. I great didn't even think to put gang- Still rap soundtrack. I love it. I always want to buy Tales from Hood on VHS, but it's like 90 bucks or something. Wow. Whenever I come David across David Allen it. Greer. Yeah. The dude that, he just died. The dude that plays the devil. Yeah. This ain't the Terradonia. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> He turns into the <laughs> devil. It's fucking awesome. So my next one. Crazy K. I think is a very underrated movie. I forget. I watch this movie and you're like, you like that fucking movie? I said, yes, I do. 1981 Bloody Birthday. Oh, okay. why I like it? Because it's three kids who are the murderers. Nobody suspects the three kids, the angels of the neighborhood. And they just fucking just start killing left and right. And I remember seeing that movie going, this is to me fucking different. I enjoy it. Plus it's that early 80s, like film feel and the look ah oh, give it a whirl i mean if you could find it i'm pretty sure it came out on dvd yeah over a decade ago I but i think it's harder to find know how accessible it is because not on any streaming service no anymore. shutter would be like the perfect place for it oh yeah i don't think i've seen it on maybe it's place. on tubi i don't know but yeah check it out it's different i like it justin you watched the tales from the hood sequel yeah i did not like it yeah, it was real bad i, I did not like that they kind of went back to the doll thing they yeah did that again but it was not good no, it wasn't i mean it, then again it was what straight to sci-fi yeah yeah, it was pretty, uh, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, no. I was not happy. No, no, no. Uh, my number two, I'm going with a sequel because what happens, so this is a sequel of one of those, you know, hugely recognizable franchises but as the sequels come like for example I hope nobody picks an Amityville movie but like the Amityville house in space oh yeah, yeah they just go so off the rails but I'm going with the Exorcist 3 oh okay. so everyone is familiar Great. with the Exorcist oh yeah Linda Blair iconic but the second sequel released in 1990 about a serial killer called the Gemini killer who has come back to possess you know people yeah. 15 years later but it like it deserves to be remembered Fondly. I think people hated it, sort of like Halloween 3, which I love, but I think people hated Exorcist 3 because they were just like, this is so far. Well, I think people hated the Exorcist name because the second Exorcist yeah. was fucking considered one of the yeah. worst movies of right. all time. So the ex, the first Exorcist is this, and it's like the third one is this. They're not almost like, they don't feel like they're from the same franchise, but by itself, Exorcist 3 is really fun. Does it it's, need to have the name Exorcist it attached? It okay. doesn't. It could have been called, you know, something by itself and been a super fun movie, but instead, I mean, that's Troll 2, you know? Yeah. yeah. They want to be a sequel. They want to be attached to 
a franchise because somebody will be like, Exorcist, I liked that. I'll go see Exorcist 3. Really, there's no like yeah. connection, but the Exorcist sequels are kind of broken down by like the first three are considered one one set. But anyhow, Exorcist 3. The long cut with the nun yeah. and the scissors yep. and, and the old lady on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yeah, it's Great awesome. Movie. Are these are these supposed to be old selections? No, they don't no, have to. They're okay, all over my, the place. My, I, I have a newer one that I thought was really good. It's the Vampires versus the Bronx. Yeah, okay, I know. And it's one. like, my one of my favorite movies is The Monster Squad, and it just has that feel yeah. that they brought back for like Stranger Things and mm-hmm. Attack the Block. Yeah, like Attack the, the Block. The Vampires versus the Bronx was is funny, and it's good. That one, that's that's my pick. That's some, one of my picks. So my last one, and we saw a snippet of it in Idle Hands. Chinese-speaking vampires. No, I wish, <laughs> with the best acting of all time. But we saw a little bit of it in Idle Hands. It's probably my favorite horror movie of all time. 1978 George Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn okay, the perfect. Dead. That, that is is to me the gold standard. And the Snyder remake is really good. It's, also you know great. what? Zack Snyder has royally fucked. <laughs> Don't get, we could do a fucking three hour podcast of my feeling what that guy did to DC fucking superhero movies. But the one and only thing, well, maybe the Watchmen movie, that Dawn of the Dead remake, fucking amazing. It's awesome. It, I mean, you got the running zombies, it, the Johnny Cash playing in the background. It's such a great job of taking the idea of Dawn of the Dead, but then making a little bit of a different movie. Yeah. You know, and, and I would almost say the Dawn of the Dead remake more qualifies as like an under the radar. I would agree. Like, original Dawn of the Dead, extremely iconic. Oh, like God, you watch yeah. like, you know, Scream Great or any of these like Savini making yeah. of yeah. like movies and he talks about all the effects they I use. I mean, we could on, go to the mall. Yeah, we can. Well, I don't it know. It doesn't look the anymore, same anymore. But, but like, uh, yeah, but you literally hear about Savini doing the effects and stuff iconic, but then both are great. Dawn of Dead remake yes. and the original. I have, so for my number one, I bring this up all the time. I really love Murder Party. 2007 horror comedy about art school kids who basically kidnap a loser to perform a killing for the sake of art. It's mostly dumb. Like it's like literally it feels small, like low budget. It's a bunch of people just sitting around making like stupid jokes until it like flips. And then once it flips and gets like more cinematic and like there's this cool like cat and mouse scene, there's some cool deaths. There's like some, the whole thing just like is an analog to talking about you know, art school and how pretentious and ridiculous it is. So I love murder parties. Jeremy Saulnier, who since this movie made blue ruin, which is pretty insane. I mean, is more of like a drama, but has like horror elements, blue ruin. And then he got a big budget to make that movie for Netflix. It wasn't that great. Yeah. So it's like you take this promising director and you give them a bunch of money and then uh, it's not so great. All right. We've got a bunch of honorable mentions. I would say a couple weeks ago, Ago, me and my girlfriend decided to watch the first three Omen movies. Yeah. That original Omen's fucking amazing. It's all for you, Damien. Second one starts going off the cliff. Third one, I was like, all right, Sam fucking Neil is Damien. This is great. Boy, did that movie end anticlimactically. Just so disappointing. I have a bunch. Justin was talking about anthologies, and me and you talked about this recently. There's an anthology movie called Scare Package on Shudder, and the overall arcing story isn't that great. The skits in the movie kind of get progressively worse. It opens with one skit, then you get your overarching story, and then the next skit, it's called One Time in the Woods. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. It's so fucking awesome because it's like the effects are amazing, the story's amazing. It has something that I like in horror movies, which is like, it takes place in the broad-ass daylight. Well-lit, sunlight, you know, still cool, doesn't have to be in the... 
dark and with all these shadows and stuff. So one time in the woods, amazing. I fucking love it. It's from Scare Package, which is on Shudder. John dies at the end. I watched this movie three times in a row. Spoiler alert. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> John dies at the end. I watched this movie three days in a row when I first saw it. First time I watched it, I was like, I hated that. That was terrible. That sucked. And then I kept thinking about it and I was like, convinced myself, maybe I just didn't understand it or maybe I missed yeah. something. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah. I watched it again. And I was like, okay, I understand it. I get it. Kept thinking about it. Watched it the third time. I was like, love it. Don't think I've watched it since but I watched it three days in a row. One that does not get a fair shake. It's on TV all the time. Tremors. Yeah. Hard to include on Under the Radar, but the first two Tremors movies, really both good. like awesome popcorn movies. Just super fun and Michael cool. Michael Gross, baby. Another sequel, Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings. It's <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but I liked it. The hardest one to omit for me was a movie from 2019 called Haunt. Okay. So this one's great. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just say it's a bunch of people they go to what they would call a haunt which we would call a haunted house here which i don't even we still have canfield scaregrounds yeah we? yeah not a lot of haunted houses around here but they basically a bunch of kids go to a haunted house on halloween night and it's not really what they expected so it's uh super cool my wife's suggestion before i get to my last one slacks it's about killer pants yeah killer pants yeah okay. it's a killer pants movie they work in this store that's kind of like gap <laughs> yeah and these pants just start it's killing all the employees wow. oh, Jesus it's christ fucking nuts but my wife loves it so she's into it and then my final suggestion my final honorable mention so this released on halloween we're going from halloween we're gonna start getting into the holidays unfortunately santa sleigh i knew you were gonna say it. i, I fucking it. knew it i love it goldberg it's so stupid it all comes down to the devil having to uh, get challenged in a game of curling. Wow! To you know, save the world. Believe it or not, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh my god! Does it, yeah. does it have like a really crazy reindeer in it too? He has like a satanic reindeer. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like at the opening scene has Chris Kattan and Fran Drescher and a bunch of people. Uh, why? I don't know. <laughs> Just we <laughs> I mean, fuck Goldberg. Why, why are they I mean, there? It's so Goldberg makes sense. But yeah. Why, it's they, so why are they crazy? There? I love it. It's really funny and stupid. But like honestly, like when my goals in life is to meet Goldberg and have him sign my Santa sleigh. Shit. All right. Well, let's get back in the non portal to hell swimming pool. Anton, come on. You smell. Take a shot. You're the fucking pool. Anton Tobias. You got a reason for prowling around this neighborhood? Yeah, I live here. Since when is it against a lot of grocery shops? Hey, I know you guys. Yeah, you guys were seniors when I was a freshman. Yeah. Let's talk about high school, Anton. Yeah, you and all your stoner friends zipping around on your skateboards. Yeah. Thought you were too cool for us, huh? Did you ever even once invite us to get high behind the gym? You were dorks. What are you guys holding? What? Look, I'm desperate. I mean, I know you guys didn't get in the evidence room, so I was thinking... You, you asshole! You're trying to score from a cop? Well, I've already set it up. Unfortunately, Halloween is coming to a close. Always disappointing, but not just with movies, but I want to hear from you guys. What are we looking forward to for the remainder of the year? J-Dog. Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to Monster Mania. I'm pretty pretty pumped for that. And You've done that one before? I have not. Okay. I've been to it, and I 
Uh, one time I went, I accidentally cut like an entire line of people to meet uh, Scout Taylor Compton. Oh, nice. nice. And, don't do uh, that to Jim. He'll be pissed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it happened. I think they had like people like waiting upstairs and I didn't realize. And I just, I nobody said a, anything. No, I weaseled my way right in there. I didn't even wait. And like, there's people like waiting in a different area oh to God. meet her. It's well worth it though. Trust me. So you're looking forward to Monster Mania. Yeah. And, uh, website back up and running. Not with... yet. Uh, tonight, actually, after I leave okay. here, I'm going to go back and do so some inventory. So by the time this episode and, uh, airs, by the time you're hearing this, uh, uh, deadinkapparel.com yeah deadinkapparel.com I have a brand new uh, t-shirt out it's called the Candy Corn it's Massacre it's awesome I, yeah. the, the nice it's like touch a, for me is that little horror the little sticker. horror sticker yeah yep. it's a, a make believe movie that I designed yep. I had a good time hey, if stuff like Ginger Dead Man and yeah. Jack Frost and all these can exist then Candy Corn Massacre yeah and if absolutely. anybody out there would like to actually make the movie yeah, let's I'm do willing that. to sell the rights I want to <laughs> do it so Jack Frost is one of those anomaly movies where I'm just like where does this fall I love it because it's a family movie you're but, not talking about Michael Keaton oh okay, no. okay. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I heard that about Michael Keaton yeah. movie. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, he kills his family. You don't remember <laughs> that part? Uh, no, there's, the a, two up. there's a Jack Frost horror movie. It's a slasher where Jack Frost, the snowman, is I'm very obviously off. like a furry suit. Yeah. It is crazy. Says, but Jack even was Michael, nimble. But, Jack was quick. Jack gouged eyes with candlesticks. Yep. I, I'm looking forward to Steel City Con. I've never been to one before, so I'm actually going to one. one to get my Smallville autographs done. And that's about it. I'm not paying $225 to The Undertaker. At, I'm good. Chevy Chase, I don't think he'd be real personable to meet because the last time he showed up there he looked like he just rolled out of bed and was like i'm chevy chase whatever <laughs> listen you. i don't i don't want to be a gatekeeper but i know that you have done conventions for a very long time oh yeah also conventions weren't cool when we started going <laughs> they weren't we were like not cool people to go no you know? we made it fun though that's probably why jim complains about anton in this movie and his clothes because most of the people <laughs> that used to go to conventions uh Shitsky. were those people yes yeah so you know what changed it i want you to continue your point i just think that like especially now that that pittsburgh show is so close we have all these people that have never yeah. done this for years, right? And we've yeah. been doing this forever. Yeah. And they're like, I met Chevy Chase. Yeah. I've never met Chevy Chase. Yeah. Not yeah. that I really want to. Yeah. But like, it's so, it's so accessible to meet these people and talk to these people and, and Twitter these people and everything now that wasn't around back then I, for us. I think what changed conventions, maybe it's arguable. I don't think it's arguable. I think it's 100% the reason. It's The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Because we used to go to conventions and, you know, you'd see all your buddies and you see a lot of the same people at all of them. And then they started bringing in Norman Reedus and whoever else from, I mean, that's really who everybody yeah. wanted to meet was Norman Reedus. So you'd bring in these people from Walking Dead and then all of a sudden you're seeing like clean people yeah. and like <laughs> popular people and like parents and their kids coming to conventions because they watched The Walking Dead had mainstream appeal and then it, it kind of like caused it to be oversaturated and blow up. But it's disappointing because like you said, we've been doing this. Right. Yeah. For, you know, not to gatekeep, but we've been doing this for so long. Like 20 now years. now the, the Walking Dead fever is over. Well. And you're getting this, the, these horror conventions, yeah. the, the crowd's coming back. The regular yeah. crowd's coming yeah. back. So then they are making these shows like Steel City Con. Mm-hmm. That are, are di- it's, a diff- appeal, it's, yeah. it's that crowd going there now. Yeah. Because Alicia Silverstone is there. Yeah. Well, you and know? Uh, Balky. Balky yeah. was there. Well, of course, and Larry. Talking about, and, um, you know, like I know a lot of, I don't gatekeep it. You're into whatever you're into, but like I know a, a sect of people who are very much into like your theatrically released horror movies. And right. they, they love Scream. They think Scream's just the greatest thing. And they'll go, because Matthew Lillard's at every convention and, and they Freddie Prince Jr., whoever, they bring Skeet these people. Rick. 
Yeah, Skeet, they have all these people at the shows. Someone listening will gatekeep me for this and they'll be very disappointed in me, which, so I hate Christmas. I always have nothing but issues with Christmas my whole life. But last year I got really, really into the bottom of the barrel Christmas movies, like the ones made for Netflix. Yeah. And like Hallmark and Lifetime. I probably watched like no shit 30 of that them Kurt last Russell year. ones on Netflix are really good. Not even that. I'm talking that's like. That's too good. I, yeah. <laughs> the that's Christmas the bottom. Chronicles. I'm not talking yeah. about Christmas like Santa Claus. I'm talking about the romantic comedies set at Christmas where it's like I'm an author who's visiting my hometown <laughs> yeah. and she owns a ski resort and like they fuck on the breakfast nook. That doesn't happen. <laughs> but I feel like last year was the first year I've had any sort of Christmas spirit since I was like probably a toddler. It's through the power of dog shit Christmas movies and someone out there is like, I've been watching Hallmark. Christmas Day package delivery <laughs> since 1982. <laughs> this year there's a Lindsay Lohan one on Netflix. So oh, of course there about is. That. So someone that Jim said sounded like in this movie, but I'm glad they weren't a character was Mr. David McCall. Hey, Anton, I'm very hungry. You want to give me one of those themed burgers you got? Mmm, yummy. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right, let's pick it apart. What's the logic? What issues do we have with idle hands? Justin, you want to go first there, Chief? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, logically right from the rip, you don't really know why anything's happening. The parents get massacred under the bed, which you figure out is most likely Anton, right? It's his hand that did it. But like, how did he get there? How did that happen to him? We're missing at least one scene. Yeah, why did that happen to him? Plus, how did the squish occur to his mother? Like, what? What was the impact? The bed. She looks like she gets crushed by a monster bed. Like yeah, that's she what it seems like. By a bed. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's like Justin said, we're absolutely missing like some exposition or a full scene that explains because it wasn't Anton killing all of these people all over the West Coast. No. Right? It was someone else. But somehow it moved from whoever it was before him, Gary Ridgeway or whoever, <laughs> to Anton. But how? Why? Kevin, did never you re- explain. They showed us the pentagram, Kevin. It's kind of an incomplete pentagram <laughs> on that map. Yeah, she does miss a couple of X's. Yeah. She misses it. Plus, but then he, he took the time to write on the ceiling that he's under the bed. Yeah. That makes, like, that's a horror story. That's a urban legend. Yeah, right? Right, yeah. right. But he lives there in the house so, like, none of that was necessary. No. He, he didn't have just to do anything. Parents. He could have just went in and killed them. He didn't need to set a trap for him. <laughs> so I, my first one, the scene when Anton decides, logically, I need to cut my hand off. You know, need to do it. But... I brought this up when we rewatched it. Mick, Seth Green's character, when he's in zombie mode, like he's in full gray makeup. But right at that point where Anton hacks off his hand, continuity wise, the zombie makeup gone. He was like blue. Yeah, like blue gray. He looked great. That character design and stuff looks awesome. Yeah. But then he's in the kitchen and he's he's not. He's not gray or blue. That's why I said the special effects in this movie are probably what saved it. Other than the CGI. I mean, I don't know how much is like CGI versus how much is practical, but a lot of it like looks pretty good. Yeah. Anton leaves in his boxers. He like leaves his house just in like what he's wearing and I respect it. He's walking down the street and just in his boxers. But I want to know why do Mick and Penub come back as zombies? There makes no sense because why. does everyone killed by the possessed hand come back? Like so are those twins from the burger place? Are they 
zombies somewhere, but we just don't see them. Or again, we really, really needed a scene of exposition where we have the perfect character to do that, which is Vivica Fox's, you know, druid priestess or whatever she is. She is the perfect character to actually just sit down and explain all of this to us and be like, well, I think it's one of those things where we went through three different directors and something got lost in translation. Oh, probably. And I also think Vivica A. Fox was originally not in this role. Probably Because it doesn't fit her whatsoever. And and that's probably very much true in in what actually was in a script and what was filmed because you've got the director wanting one thing, the actors playing it a certain way, the writers and the, the studio asking, and it probably just ended up as what we got. Well, my work here is done. Time for the ritualistic sex. You coming? You are a pistol. Anton finds Molly's lyric book in the street. He smells it. Yeah, he smells the book. Wouldn't you? No, probably wouldn't. He probably smelled it to see if he could smoke it. That's probably why. (laughs) Probably. Doesn't the hand seem to accomplish a lot for only being a hand? Yeah. How did he hold admiration Jessica Alba down tie ropes around the entire car and over her without her moving? Oh, she gets knocked out by uh, something in the classroom. So I yeah, answered that question myself. That clay oh, pot yeah, that came he, through the door or whatever. And then he drags her up to there. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's still a lot, of work. Like a lot of work for a hand to pull her on top of a car. Oh, but wait, he was in the puppet at that time, right? Yeah. That's how it's, oh, it's, it's the, the, puppet, the, the power. puppet had two hands. The puppet power. Okay, so let's bring this up right here. I brought it up earlier. How far did the sex go? go between molly and anton <laughs> do you believe it was just an oral or a handsy thing do we get full-on penny what do you think well i mean we didn't get to the deleted scenes because your, your <laughs> xbox didn't work but i think it might be in there i think in Meloge. yeah i think it was minimal i think it was uh yeah she okay. helped him out and that's probably that's a big logic he had to be tied down so the anton's house is very decorated for halloween oh yeah but who did it because anton's way too lazy his parents don't really seem like the type and they're dead but who like so after they're dead we see them running out of the house all the pumpkins on their property are lit what if it was the hand <laughs> that's a good call maybe the hand really likes halloween yeah i see, mean when the eldon henson does say that your parents usually go all out for halloween okay because he thought they were you know he's like is this a halloween prank yeah oh that's a good point they may have decorated they may have decorated before but i don't think they lit the pumpkin unless they came back unless, as zombies, unless they were yeah. zombies because there's that whole thing off again. screen zombie exactly. action yeah we got off screen zombies that's my favorite movie <laughs> okay here's another point and you brought it up with your daughter watching this movie and she checked out with the burrito coming out of uh Pnub's neck but in the scene we see when he's not attached to his body mick throwing cheese puffs into his mouth yet he's able to chew him and swallow him and nothing ejects yeah there we go continuity that's an error cha-ching <laughs> <laughs> all right anybody else have anything we want to mention do you get fucked up with oregano no. and that's why it's a joke they're fucking with them no, yeah. oh yes you do and a police ticket <laughs> go try it the more things you smoke the more fucked up so in that <laughs> scene did he literally just when they literally when you saw the oregano nutmeg did he put weed in that too no okay he's not high there so oh, when he's know. at his friend's house i don't know weed and they're stuff. telling him he's out you know they're out of weed they're yeah. like, but i hear you get really fucked up if you smoke nutmeg and oregano see i thought he laced it with no it. they're fucking with him oh, and okay. then but he doesn't realize or he's so desperate yeah that he just 
decides to give it a shot. That's why he like chokes and shit. So what is the legacy of this movie? I So this is a sensitive topic and we've been anything but sensitive and introspective, but weird in hindsight, Columbine, obviously a horrible thing that happened, but other than like high school kids being killed in idle hands, there's really no relation. Like why did idle hands need to be canceled? Cause it was pulled out of theater. So it, it destroyed it. It destroyed the movie. Yeah. I mean, but it has nothing to do with school shootings. No, not at all. I mean, it, it is kids die. And that's what we talked about. Like with the high school experience, like if you were different at all in school, it was like, Oh, Columbine, you know? Yeah. But it just makes me wonder like this movie, it got ruined. It got, it got yanked because it was like, Oh, Columbine, you can't have a movie like this, but really it, it didn't really share that many similarities. Like everything was so reactionary at that point, especially with parents yeah. and anything that would happen at a high school, even in a fictional universe. I guess they did like link, you know, demonic Marilyn Manson yeah. imagery to Columbine. Oh, there's a pentagram. And yeah, there's kind a of. pentagram in this one and, and the devil. All right, stick around for some demonic plugs. Time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content. And we are starting a Twitch channel. We cool. Twitch.tv slash Pool Scene Podcast. Once again, thank you, everybody. And now back to Kevin. Oh no, possessed final lap guy. Okay, right up top. I want to thank Justin for coming on the podcast. We always enjoy Justin's presence. We enjoy Justin's products. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Don't do that. Uh, (laughs) We talk a lot of McDonald's on this podcast. Yeah. We don't have to eat it anymore. Thank God. We've been a little disappointed in McDonald's. We talked about last week with the the McDonald's pale situation. We got them all now, though. We got them all. We're done. Yeah. So the McRib is maybe back already or it's coming this week, but McDonald's says that this is the swan song of the McRib. This is the final time the McRib is released. Yeah. I call bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. yeah. I think That's this a Taco Bell tactic. Yep. Mexican pizzas are done. Yeah. I think it's a ploy and it'll be back and they'll sell McRibs twofold. It's literally because pork prices are through the roof right now. Once the prices stabilize and go back down, that McShit rib That's is back. made out of pork. <laughs> yeah, say, it's not. It's just a gelatin yeah. uh, mold. It's That's something. Pork. Yeah, I got two each in the McDonald's pails. If they want to be successful, stop with the, the fucking tangy barbecue McRib. Yeah. And stick to the nostalgia. Bring back the Arch Deluxe. No. McDLT. Uh, hot go. dog. What about the hot dog? McDonald's hot dog, McDonald's pizza. Oh, yeah. Crap. No, what they should do is just keep releasing the retro Halloween toys. Yeah, do it. The McNugget buddies with the costumes. Yeah. Do those again. Themed cups. Transformer Themed- sets. Yeah. Just do all that shit. Yeah. Stick with the nostalgia. I agree.
agree. And speaking of fast food, Justin, you had yourself the McDonald's competitor, Burger King. You had a Halloween Whopper. What's the verdict? Oh, man. Uh, well... The verdict will be later on the tonight. Verdict, the verdict will come soon. <laughs> I don't know if you've been able to hear my stomach gurgling as we've been doing this podcast, but... Uh, you want to describe what it's called? What's the official title? I, oh, geez. So like a ghost whopper, the like ghost, ghost pepper whopper? Pepper King or something. Okay. Well, a few years ago, they had the Nightmare yeah, King. Yeah, it was a black okay. bun. Yeah. No, the oh, Nightmare the King bun. was the green bun. Oh. Yeah. I guess this is the fourth year they've done like a Halloween burger. Okay. So I tried that one and I made a, I actually made a video. It's on the Dead Ink Apparel YouTube, which I'm probably going to delete soon. So if you want to see it, check it out because there's a lot of really stupid stuff I made on the Dead Ink YouTube. It was really horrible. It was dry. Yeah. And I say that a lot in the in the video. I'm like, wow, it's just dry <laughs> yeah. and really hard to get through. I say it like six times it's, it's kind of embarrassing but uh yeah this one today was the ghost pepper one and yes it also was very dry really it's a it's how a, dry was it it was dry. so dry and hard to get through <laughs> it was uh it has a an orange bun with black seeds so it's very yeah. halloweenish yeah and it has these ghost pepper they're like i don't even know how to explain them they look like boogers i, oh. I opened up the ah. thing and it's just like these fried is ghost, it like peppers. Legit ghost peppers i mean is no it, there's no way yeah right there's yeah. no way right it's uh, unless they have genetically modified them to not be hot yeah they're jalapenos so, probably yeah they're, yeah they're the stems of the jalapenos that they yeah. use at yeah. Wendy's, like they bought them in bulk or something. I don't know. Yeah, because they've done black bun. I think yeah. they even did one with white bun. I think yeah. they've done like a. There was a actually, I saw a picture come up the other day on Facebook. A guy had all four of them. Yeah, it was he's, a like, he's like, I'm the only one that has them yeah. all, you know, he's because he's he throws it in them. the freezer. <laughs> he puts in the freezer, yeah. So, <laughs> but I, yeah, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Just get a regular. I, I think it's neat that they're doing something. I mean, oh, no, it's I fun. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's cool. Like, there's the thing that bums me out. So, I, this is a work problem, but like, I'll browse the internet at work and on my suggested like news feed I always see these like I saw Wendy's had one called the what's the Wendy's Baconator they, so yeah. they have Baconator I saw something called the Cheesinator and oh, it has Christ. a cheese a fried cheese patty on it and I was like I want, I fucking want that I'm gonna go to Wendy's today and get that and then I see in the I read a little bit more in the article about it and it's like exclusive to New Zealand and I'm like well fuck you yeah really and like all the time I fall for it right so like some crazy food item will come up and I'm like I want that and then it's like Australia, New Zealand, England, you know, Singapore, whatever. And I'm like, how disappointing because we get stuff like that sometimes, yeah. but not like crazy. Like I wanted the Culver's Curter Burger, which yeah. is basically the same thing. It had the fucking cheese patty, like the fried cheese patty on it. They sold out in the day. Yeah. And then like, um, Culver's might be the best fast food burger I've ever had. It's awesome. It's a little expensive. Like yeah, for, it's I pricey. mean, but all fast food's a little yeah. expensive now. But like, yeah, we go to Culver's, like me and the wife and kids, and we, we don't get anything crazy. And it's like 40, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, that's nuts. nuts. Yeah, I would say that stuff, when they do that stuff, it, it always brings you in. Like, I wouldn't normally eat a Whopper. Yeah. You know, I don't even eat Whoppers at right. Burger King. I, I like their chicken, their uh, original chickens. But anyhow. You like the OCS, the long uh, chicken. Yeah, the long chicken. Yes. That's the best. That's not chicken, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Burger great. King should never have ever tried to compete with McDonald's and the Chicken McNuggets and kept their long yes. chicken tenders. Yes. Yeah. Those tasted so good. Yeah. Those were the best. With the honey? I used to yeah. get yes. the honey. Why do they fuck with shit that works? It's, they all God. always got to like knock each other. It's like every time a, a Burger King's changed their fries five times. Yeah. And it's like, I remember original Burger King fries. They were good. Yeah. Because they were, they were Burger King fries. There's an identity to it being attached to you. But instead they're like, they always want to change shit. Like when? Wendy's, they've changed their fries a couple of times. They've never, I don't think Wendy's have ever had good fries. Wendy's now like guarantees that their fries are 
are fresh and you know, whatever there's a fry guarantee. But when you get Wendy's fries now, they're like all the fucking skin, no actual fries. It's like all just skin. I'm so sick of these fast food joints saying guaranteed this. It's like the line from Tommy boy. If you want me to take a shit in a box and label it guaranteed, I would, I got spare time. Yeah. You're not the best. I don't even think McDonald's has let themselves go when it came to the fry game. Give me like fresh cut. McDonald's fries are rarely ever good. Yeah. I mean, there are like you have, I always say you have a good McDonald's up the road. I have a great one. It's always good. I have the world's worst McDonald's in my neighborhood because like during the Halloween pale thing, they were like, we don't have any. It's like, what do you mean you don't have any? Everybody's at least got one of them. And they're like, we have, we have none. I do have have one goof about my McDonald's. So we went there the other day looking for that pumpkin one. So I pull up to the drive-thru. I'm like, Hey man, real quick. Do you have the pumpkin bucket? And he's like, what? I was like, you know, the pumpkin, the happy, the pale. He's like, we have pumpkin spice. Oh. I was like, <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, no, the happy meal. And he's like, oh, no. You I was like, but what about pumpkin you bucket? Should've, you should have said, give me some pumpkin spice, please. <laughs> just to see. What, it's like, what did you, you hold out your hand to the drive-thru and he sprinkles it in your hand? Thank you. You should have told him, I want to, uh, can I get a quarter pounder with pumpkin spice? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sitting there like what does he fucking not understand well, about pumpkin see, bucket that, that's a frustrating thing too is yeah. that each fast food place has brand identity so McDonald's yeah. everything's like Mick whatever and like I don't know like if you like order like I have kids you order for the kids and stuff like you get frustrated you get up there it's like you can't remember the names of shit yeah. it's like when the guy you know my ex- you're embarrassed to say school. it sometimes yeah. too you know yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say well, it's like the a McDumpling ju- yeah. Yeah. yeah it's jungle themed food that he orders it's like that it's like you don't want to call the seasonal whatever the name is you're like embarrassed because then what if they're like we don't have that what are you talking about my ex-girlfriend in high school she worked at mcdonald's i always tell the story this guy came through and he goes uh yeah give me an ultimate (laughs) and they were like what and he was like i want an ultimate and they were like this is mcdonald's and he's like yeah i saw it on the commercial i want an ultimate and he wouldn't drop it so they pulled through they were just like all right pull through they just made him something called it the ultimate and then just like charged him uh, some amount of money it was like but like that's the thing you see a commercial like if it's not that's why mcdonald's has like and shit like that because it links the you know the items so see like the first i hate talking to people yeah as it is right so mobile ordering is like the greatest thing in the world like the first time i ever went to uh, in and out yeah and everyone's like oh you got to do this secret stuff and say you want it animal style you well, think it doesn't punk? say it anywhere yeah. on anything. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go in there and be like, I want it animal style. Yeah. You know, did like, you like I it in out? Or was it kind of just like, ah, it's, it's over here. Uh, it's out of me. It's, okay. it's five guys. It's just as good. I think. Okay. I love people might be really mad for me at me for saying that, but I love in and out a five guys. Speaking of needing a fucking bank oh, loan, you got to yeah. go to the bank. They're yeah, better they have bank credit cards. Next, uh, five guys because it's fucking, Hey, can I get the, the big cheat, whatever it's called? The, the big guy, <laughs> the big guy, <laughs> whatever they call it. Everything has a stupid name. And uh, they put the fucking extra fives in the back. <laughs> the ba- I want you to walk into a <laughs> yeah, five. Let me get go, the big guy. Animal the big style. Guy. <laughs> it's like a Christ burger. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's film it right now. Let's say, can I get the uh, big guy? <laughs> can I get the big guy animal style. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking pass out. I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna stay yeah. there. I want the fucking big guy. Yeah, I don't know what that is. The big guy. <laughs> big guy. Animal style. Big guy. Animal style. Yeah. Mondo fries. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck. Oh, happy oh, Halloween. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, oh. Justin, again, thank you for joining us. Join us sooner. You haven't been back since season two. We didn't. Yeah. Not, I did, it's not my fault. I got to get Wait, the invite. I got to get the. You're the <laughs> You just want me to show up? <laughs> Why not? You know where I live. Go ahead. You want to run down your plugs again where you're going to be and stuff? Oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, DeadIncApparel.com. I have a brand new shirt out called the Candy Corn Massacre. It's perfect for Halloween, even though Halloween's going to be over by the time you hear this. Yeah. But it's perfect for any time, really. Yeah, that's right. It's perfect for Christmas, for your family and friends. Uh, I'm doing uh, Monster Mania at Oaks, PA next month, November 11th, I believe. And that should be the end of it for me for this year. And then hopefully I'll get a bunch of stuff ready for next year. And I'm looking forward to that. Buy the fucking shirts, people, please. Yeah, please. Thank you. Please. So Justin can afford a big guy. I a big a guy. Big guy. It, yeah, it was. It cost me $17.99 last time I ate it at Five Guys. Yeah, it's a and lot. And it was nothing spectacular. No, it's, no, it was a burger, fries, and a drink, and it was yeah. $17.99. Yeah, it's a lot. All right, well, we're going to move on from Halloween. We may be moving on from banger season. Yeah, we, uh, well, we got, I think, two more left, but we did mention a Mr. Chevy Chase, so I think mm. we will be visiting him next episode. Sounds good Get to me. Ready. All right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Silencia. So when you go to bed tonight... If you hear a noise, whatever you do, don't look out the window. Because of my- <laughs>